What's up, guys? Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, March 7th. As always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski. I am your other host, Truman Karczewski. So we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, March 6th, because we have some stuff to do on uh, Thursday, so we're not going to have time to record. But we wanted to get the show up, because we always want to provide you with two shows a week, like we always do. Um... So we recorded the last show on Tuesday, now we're going Wednesday, so not a lot has happened, uh, and we do apologize if something does happen between now and uh, Thursday. Antonio Brown. Yeah, like, well, wonder, like if, wonder if he'll come out. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll just start with that. Yeah, I guess we can start right there if you want. So yeah, Antonio Brown looking like he's going to be traded, uh, what'd they say, by Friday? Uh, uh, they said Friday is looking like it'll be at the latest, but they said it could come out at any time now. Yeah, so uh, any time now, Antonio Brown's going to be traded. It's just something we're all waiting for it for to happen. It's kind of like um, uh, like Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, NBA type of thing, where you know you're just kind of waiting around because you know it's going to happen, um, and then sometimes it really even doesn't happen. But we're pretty sure this will happen this time. But yeah, he's going to be traded anytime soon. You have any predictions where he's going to go, Trim? You know, I'm really thinking about the Raiders as the possibility right now. I mean, obviously we talked about the Packers. I mean, I would love to see them in a Packer uniform. Just that talent. But the Raiders have the most capital. They're kind of the most questionable organization in all of sports, really, with the way they run things. And I just feel like Antonio Brown could be a Raider. I feel like they could spite him, too, if you're a Steeler. Like, if you're the Steeler organization, obviously he kind of did some things that just weren't always that great for you. Um, so I thought I, he doesn't want to go. They don't want to trade him to an AFC team. But the Raiders are different. And I think when they what they meant by that was no AFC North team and no con, like competing AFC team. I think if the Raiders offer the most, I think there's no problem with sending him to Oakland or Las Vegas or whatever. I think the Steelers could send him to there because a lot of careers die in Oakland. Um, oh, and uh, I could see him definitely being a Raider. But you really don't know. You really can't predict because two of the three teams that they listed at the start um, are out. And they said there's three other teams in there and they haven't listed those teams yet. So there really is no prediction. I just have a feeling he's going to be a Raider. Yeah, I, it's like you said, anytime it's going to happen, we'll talk about it when it does. Uh, but yeah, Antonio Brown should be moved by Friday or any time now. It could happen during the show. We don't know. Um, but we will break it if we do see it. What is that? The free agent list. Oh, yeah. We're going to do the free agents. We're going to go through um, some free agents, kind of do a uh, free agent um, predictions type of thing. Uh, but let's get some of, through some of this, this other NFL news. John Kuhn. Love it. Green Bay Packer legend right there. Retired after 12 seasons. Um, we actually saw him once. You remember that? In the oh, airport. Yeah, in the airport in Washington. We saw him in the, in the Washington, D.C. airport, but that was um, during the offseason when he left us. But uh, still, Packer legend, signed a one-day contract with the Packers, retired as a Packer. Um, great fullback, great guy. Uh, he does a lot of good things around Wisconsin, all over the country. He just does a lot of good things. Was honestly a great fullback for the Packers. Did what he needed to do, um, you know, and just someone that you know you love as a Packer fan, and he will be in the Packers Hall of Fame shortly. All right, other NFL news: Jamie Collins got cut by the Browns uh, again. The Patriots. It's just another genius move by the Patriots trading away Jamie Collins. 
Yeah, the Browns got a little bit of production out of him, but they ended up signing him to a big extension. He didn't work out, so they had to cut him due to salary reasons. And honestly, time and time again, he looked like he showed no effort onto the field. Um, maybe that's just because playing with the Browns sucks the life out of you. Yeah. Uh, every single snap you play with them, it just kills your men- your mental health and all that. Uh, so maybe a fresh start would be good for him, like the Packers or something like that. Uh, we could use the linebacker, but yeah, the Browns are sort of cutting cap right now. I'm not really sure why they're cutting all this cap. Jamie Collins was kind of a smart move, but they're also talking about releasing that uh, Zeitler, their guard that they signed a couple years ago from the Bengals. Uh, he was the highest paid guard. I'm not sure if he is still one of the highest paid guards in the NFL. Yeah, he's going to be cut here soon. Uh, they do have Austin Corbett, who they kind of want to put their rookie from last year, but we'll see what happens with the Browns. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean they have plenty of cap. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, why they're trying to get rid of more, but I mean, obviously that helps. I mean, any cap helps, but like, uh, Jamie Collins was bound to get cut. I mean, his production went down a lot. I thought he was gonna be a really good player for them, but his production went down uh, a whole lot. Uh, Zeitler, though, he's one of the best pass blocking guards in the NFL. Someone I'd love to see the Packers go after. If he he's really the athletic. Market. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the, what the deal is there, but I mean they do have a young guy like you said, Corbett, behind him. Uh, so we'll see. But you know I I think they could be you know really I think it's well known that they want to be impactors in the free agency market. And obviously all over Twitter you hear the stupid Odell shit. Um, and you know if, he ain't going to the Browns. If he if he does he does. But I mean I don't know. I don't there ain't even, no way. I don't know. I don't even know if you know that'd be the greatest. Thing. I don't think that's the greatest thing for the Browns even to have him in the locker room. But um, I don't know. That could be part of it. Uh, but another free agent, they could be in it for you know one of the higher higher key free agents out there too. So we don't know. All right. So where do you want to go now? We can go do a little draft talk, or we can go free agency. Well, we're talking about free agency. Why All right. We we'll get stick that there. Away? So we'll do um, some free agency stuff. Some little bit of predictions right now, a little couple, ten or so. I'll, I'll give a player, and then we'll do predictions. Hash it out, yeah. All right. All right, and they're not going to go in, like, order of, like, who you think the best yeah, is. Yeah, because we're just pulling it's, up a random list. Yeah. Um, all right, Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers, I think he stays with the Patriots. I agree. I think he's going to go to somewhere and get a nice offer from someone. They're going to franchise he's going to come back to the Patriots Say, listen, this is what this team offered me, and the Patriots are going to match that and give him more, and he will be a New England Patriots. I think it would be a smart move for him because Patriots sort of made him, and uh, you know they do a great job of making players better than what they actually are. Uh, and I think he'd be smart to stay with the Patriots. And they were going to franchise tag him. I'm not really sure why they didn't. <laughs> But uh, I guess they like to keep their, you know, their. They pit. do that. They did it with Hightower, and they did it with uh, someone else. They let them test the open market. They say, "Come back to us when you get an offer from a team," and they will go get the offer from the team. Come back to New England. Say, "Listen, this is what with Hightower it was the Jets. This is what the Jets offered me, and New England will match it and give them more if they feel that that's needed." So I feel like that's going to happen. I feel like he'll be back in New England. All right, next one. Next one, Lanny Collins. I mean, the safety market is thick with talent right now. Uh, there's a million safeties out there. Uh, I th- I want to say Packers. I honestly feel like that's a good option for him. But I think the Chiefs are also in the running for him. Uh, but I'm going to go Packers. I'm just going to be a little optimistic right now because I think a fit with the Packers would be absolutely amazing. Uh, I want him in Green Bay. Uh, I think there's a possibility he goes to Green Bay, but I'm not going to jinx it. 
Uh, so, and I don't, you know, let's, we'll keep it fun. You know, we won't both say Packers here. Um, but I think the Redskins could be a possibility for them. Uh, stay in the division. Um, I don't know if things ended sour with the Giants, but if they did, you might want to stay there and play them twice a year. Um, so the Redskins could be a possibility. Cowboys too, but I'm going to say Redskins. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the safety market is thick right now. She's looking very good, so we'll see what happens. But a bunch of names out there for safety-needing teams. All right, now this one's kind of easy, I think. Nick Foles, we both think he's going to Jag- Jaguars. Jaguars, right? yeah. okay. All right. I mean, Jaguars need a quarterback. We won't even count that one. They're parting with Blake Bortles, it looks like. I've heard Blake Bortles doesn't even think he's going to be there next year. Um, he said that multiple times on some interviews I've listened to. So, yeah, I think Nick Foles. I mean, honestly, Nick Foles is probably the best option, even if you're going to draft a person. Because why wouldn't you want your rookie sitting behind uh, a Super Bowl MVP exactly. like Nick Foles? So. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say Jaguars. I don't even think we should count that one. But how about Nadamakin Sue? Ooh. He wants to get paid. That's his I thing. see him in Cleveland. You I see, see him, him as a Brown. I, Brown's got money, and the Browns need defensive line help. And I feel like Nadamakin Sue is someone they'll overpay for. And uh, I feel see, like he'll be I a See, because I see the Browns. Like, yeah, they had their first season of winning. It's going to kind of hurt Browns fans. They had their first season of winning. But now, like, that front office is, like, they want to build off of that. So they're just going to go out there, and I feel like they're just going to make, like, one or two really dumb moves to try to keep that momentum. See, I'm going to disagree just a little bit because I think John Dorsey is really smart, and he's a very good GM, and he does a lot of good things. He did a lot of good things at Kansas City. Um, You know, I think he's going to make some smart moves. But I do think, I do agree, I think they'll overpay for a guy like Ndamukong Sue, um, or even give up, if they were to trade for Ardell, I feel like they would give up a lot of money, a lot of capital, and a lot of draft. But um, I would say, I would say Ndamukong Sue would be a good Cleveland Brown. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to go Cardinals. I think the Cardinals could use some talent. Uh, they really don't have anything on their defensive line besides Chandler Jones. I think they could use somebody to pair him with. Uh, that Nimdiki or whatever they drafted a couple years ago hasn't been panning out at all. They need some defensive line talent. Uh, best way to uh, you know really fix your secondary is to get a good defensive line to rush the passer, and I think Ndamukong Sue is that. And plus, they have a lot of cap room. They'll overpay for him. Sheldon Richardson. Stay Ooh. with the defensive line. Um, what do you think? I think he would be good fit with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he's coming off the season with the Vikings. They signed him for a one-year deal, but they, they don't have the cap really to bring him back. Uh, the Chargers need defensive line help. Uh, you know, Obviously, on the outside, they have Bosa and Ingram. You know, They're just insane at that position. But inside, Richardson's a consistent, good uh, – you know, he's a good – you know he's a good run stopper, good big body in the middle, but he's also people fail to like realize how important pass rush up the middle is, and Richardson's good at that. Um, so I think he could be a good uh, Los Angeles Charger. Yeah, he's had he had a decent year last year. So I guess you could say bounce back with from when he went with the Seahawks. He was kind of ass there. Um, he had a four and a half sacks this last year. Um, I could see the Colts going after. Richardson. They have the most money in free agency. They need some defensive help. Uh, they're looking to sort. They they're coming off a bounce back year. They're looking for you know some star power on that defense. I mean, can you name me a Colts defensive lineman? 
Not really, but they they do have the money to just shell out. Yeah. So they could easily, I mean, not even overpay, just pay for a guy like Sheldon Richardson and be fine. Because he's not going to command a huge amount of money. I mean, he's a good player, but he's not going to command a huge amount. Yeah, they could offer him a pretty strong deal. They could front load that pretty easily. I'm going with Colts. All right. Uh, next one, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Best free agent wide receiver available? I'd say so, but Tyrell Williams is very underrated. Yeah. Uh, Biggest name, though, is probably Golden Tate. Easily. I don't want to say this, but watch the Patriots with Golden Tate. Um, I mean, they, they, they're in a good cap situation. I mean, they're not overblown with money, but they're they're not in a bad cap situation at all. Um I think right around you know twenty thirty million dollars, uh, so I think Golden Tate would be a perfect fit in New England. And someone asked him earlier in the off season if he would play with New England, and he said absolutely. He'd love to have a chance to play with Tom Brady and win a ring there. Uh, so I'm going to say it, and I don't want it to happen because I think Golden Tate's a very good player. But Golden Tate goes to the Patriots. What team you think needs a wide receiver the most? That is the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have no wide receivers right now. Uh, they just cut Michael Crabtree. They're going to be looking for one in the draft. Why not go out there and get a number one guy like Golden Tate? He's not the best, but he he will be serviceable for you. He will do what you need him to do. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Golden Tate to the Baltimore Ravens. But also, I could see the Steelers going after somebody like him. I think the Steelers need a second guy behind Juju. Now they're letting Antonio Brown go. Um and I think Golden Tate's a good option there. All right, Tyron Matthew. Another one of those safeties in that uh, thick safety market. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. Like I said, the Chiefs need a defensive stud right now. They need somebody to hold on that back end. Eric Berry is just not the same player. No player is the same off from Achilles injury. I've said it once. I'll say it 100 times. Uh, he's not going to be the same. They need somebody to hold down that back end. They need that center fielder type of safety. Somebody can stick his nose up there. Tyron Matthews, that guy. Yeah, I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Uh, reunite with Bruce Arians down there. Obviously, he coached him for a few years down there in Arizona. Uh, so there's definitely a relationship there. Uh, Tampa Bay needs secondary help bad. Uh, they have one of the worst secondaries in the league. Um, and I feel like Matthew could go down there and... Um, you know, start right away and, uh, you know, help that secondary grow. But, uh, you know, I feel like he's one of those players, and someone said this to me, I forget who, that he's a warm weather guy, um, and he only wants to stay down south. Obviously played in LSU, drafted by the Cardinals, signed with the Texans. Uh, so that's something kind of to watch for. I don't know how much there is to that. I think it might have been just Johnny blowing smoke up my ass. But um, I could see, I just see him in a Tampa Bay uniform. Um, but next one, uh, I'm going to say Trent Brown. Let's predict where Trent Brown's going. Big offensive lineman from the Patriots. Uh, I'm going to say Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati needs to spend some money. They got the money to spend. Um, you know, they're usually very much a penny-pinching organization. They don't like to spend very much. Um, the Brown family over there is just draft and develop, draft and develop, draft and develop. But they've got some money this year, and... If they want to start to rebuild that offense, you do it from the offensive line out, I believe. And uh, if you want to help Andy Dalton uh, and you, you think this is the make-it-or-break-it year for him, uh, go get an offensive lineman who's proven uh, in New England. And, you know, the same thing happened with Solder last year. He got money from the Giants. The Giants uh, 
filed out a big contract for him, and he left New England. Uh, so I think Cincinnati could do that for Trent Brown. Who was the most sacked quarterback last year, Truman? Uh, wasn't Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson. I'm going Texans. They need a tackle. They need somebody to bolster up that offensive line. Trent Brown is that guy. They got some money to spend. Go out there and protect your franchise quarterback who already has an ACL tear. Um, we've seen how bad the Texans can be without a good quarterback like Deshaun Watson. Keep your quarterback, your franchise safe. Go get Trent Brown, Texans. Next one. All right, next one. Give me a quarterback. Uh, uh, who you want? Who you want, Tyrod Taylor? No, I want Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I want, I want, let's um, go Teddy Bridgewater. That's an interesting one. All right, uh, where do you think he's going? You give me one, You give me your guy first. So where do you think Teddy Bridgewater's headed? Uh, well, I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is kind of somebody that you don't want to make your franchise guy. You don't know what he could be. You don't know what he can do. So I think a team like the Dolphins could go out there and get Bridgewater. Uh, they are supposedly really, really high on Tua, and they really want to tank to get that first draft pick to pick Tua. So I think they could, you know, go out there and take Teddy Bridgewater because if he does show out, you know, you got a franchise quarterback. If he doesn't, you know, and he fails, you got your first round pick. So I'm going with uh, Miami. Um, I agree with you uh, that I think Teddy Bridgewater just need. I don't think he's gonna be a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's gonna be good. Oh, he but, needs some starts. Exactly. I think Teddy Bridgewater has earned his way to at least get one year to where he can just be the guy. Um, you know, he competed last year in the New York, but Darnold was going to run with that position either way. Um, you know, and then he went to the Saints where he was just going to be the backup there. I mean, he wasn't going to compete with Drew Brees. Um, so I think he needs to be somewhere where he can just have one year to start and prove himself in this league. And there's two teams, like you said, the Dolphins, and then there's the um, Washington Redskins, in my opinion. I'm going to say, just because you said the Dolphins, I'll say the Redskins. Uh, I think the Redskins... The, Alex was definitely not playing next year. Even he might not even play the rest of his career. Like he might be done. Uh, so why not? You know, if they draft someone this year, great. If they don't, great. Just let Teddy Bridgewater play. Let him. You know, be in an offense where he can. You know, have guys have a decent amount of talent. Um, you know, and let him just ball out for one year and see what he can do. And if he's your guy, great. Sign him up. If he's not, then you know he ends up somewhere else and he's a backup for forever. All right, let's do two more. Two more? Okay. Um, let's go Eric Weddle. Ooh. Cut last night. Stay with safeties. I think Colts could be a good option there. Colts, again, most money. Uh, they don't want to commit. Eric Weddle's not going to commit long-term. He's not a long-term guy. He even said if he got cut last year. He said if he got cut, he would have retired. He said that last year. He backtracked on that a little bit. Um, and now he's you know he's open to going to another team. I think he's gonna get maybe one or two more years out of him. A leader, Colts definitely need a leader on that young defense. A guy like Malik Hooker, a very young safety, could definitely benefit from a guy like Eric Weddle, one of the best safeties of all time. Uh, teaching him up um, could definitely do some good there. You saw what Eric Weddle did with a guy like Tony Jefferson, made him into a stud. Uh, so I'm gonna go Colts. Colts, uh, I'm going to say, as much as I love them in Green Bay as well, I'm not jinxing anything, uh, but I'd say Chiefs, um, you know, pair him next to Eric Berry, uh, you know, and let him play. 
Uh, I think he wants to go to a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl. The thing about Eric Weddle is he is a very consistent starter. He doesn't miss starts. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I think he is too. I mean, he's he's definitely someone who's well known. Yeah. He's very well loved around the league. Um, so I, as much as I love him in Green Bay, I'm not jinxing it, and I'm not jinxing any free agent coming to Green Bay. As much as I love a lot of them too. Uh, but I'm going to say Eric Weddle to the Chiefs. All right, let's do one more, and we'll go talk a little draft. All right, let's just throw Dante Fowler out there. Nice, consistent, Dante young Fowler, pass I mean, rusher. Not consistent, just I mean, he's probably young the pass biggest rusher. pass rushing name out there. I mean, Zadarius Smith. But, yeah, not a lot of people know Zadarius yeah, Smith. Yeah, Even though Dante just, Fowler. There you go. Uh, honestly, I think he re-signs with the Rams. I think he doesn't – I mean, I don't really know a ton about Dante Fowler and his mindset in terms of money, what he's looking for. Uh, I think Wade Phillips actually schemed him up pretty good. He actually had a pretty good Super Bowl. Uh, he was a big part of keeping that Patriots defense uh, – keeping that Patriots offense, uh, you know, kind of under wraps. I think Wade Phillips knows how to scheme him up pretty well. Uh, so, But unless he wants a ton of money, the Rams aren't, aren't his place – uh, but I think the Rams would be his best option for his career. Uh, I'm going to say he goes to Oakland. Um, Oakland's just one of those weird teams. and They got money. They need pass rushers. Obviously, Dante Fowler's not going to be a star in this league, but he's you know he's, he's fast off the edge. He'll create some pressure, um, and I think that's just one player Oakland will pick up off the free agent market and you know shell out a decent contract for, and I think Fowler will gladly be a Raider. Alright, so that's it for a little free agency breakdown. Maybe we'll do some more a little bit later, uh, next couple of weeks. But uh, let's talk a little draft. I'm going to admit it. Troom, he, he got me the, uh, the last uh, show on DK Metcalf. We were talking. But I came back. I, I took the beating a little bit. Went back into the lab and got my facts. I'm ready to debate him again. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess. 1.6 body fat. Yeah. Is the big thing going around with DK Metcalf? So you know what I did, Truman? Mm-hmm. I went out there and I watched a video from a doctor about if this is a realistic body fat for a guy like DK Metcalf. Okay. And you know what he said? Hmm. He said it is realistic because the machine they use at the combine to measure this stuff is pretty accurate most of the time. But you know what he also he said? Hmm. There is no way in hell DK Metcalf could play at that size body fat. He said that when he gets drafted by a team, his the nutritionists and the athletic trainers are going to do everything they can to get that body fat up into the teens. They said no player, no athlete can play in single-digit body fat. The only people who can survive and thrive on single-digit body fat are professional bodybuilders. Because you know what happens when you have low body fat, Trim? Mm. I'll tell you right now. Hold on, let me pull it up. I wrote some notes down, did my research. What happens is your power decreases. You get fatigued faster. You don't have as much testosterone. Uh, and you actually have a poor mood overall. It's tougher to focus, low energy. DK Metcalf is not going to be able to survive at 1.6 body fat. It makes no sense as to why he got himself that way. It's actually unhealthy for him to be that low, which is another reason why DK Metcalf is going to be a bust in the draft and why we should all take a seat back and step back and from DK Metcalf hype and realize he's not as big and as sure of a prospect as we think. Uh, who's your source? Uh, he's a doctor. On YouTube, right. I was watching a video. I did a whole video on it. 
So Dr. Phil or someone came He's out a doctor. and said it's a doctor. He has a PhD that, about this stuff. Well, I'll you know players around the league. Um, no player in the NFL is under uh, in the single digits with body facts. It's single-handedly it's, impossible. I've seen people talking, players talking, people who've taken hits in the NFL, caught touchdowns in the NFL, and they said that they would love to have played. At the size and the body that DK Metcalf has played under. Now, I'm not saying that it's healthy or not because I have no factual background in body fat. Neither do you. And I don't know why you're coming out and saying this because you have no factual background. Yeah, I did. I watched it. I know this stuff. Um, I'm educated. So I will take the players who have caught touchdowns, taken hits, ran routes. Give me one of these players who said that. I've just seen turning on NFL Network. You hear people people are talking up DK I Metcalf think, every day. I think people are talking up DK Metcalf because again, the people who are talking him up are people who also don't have factual information about what body fat does. I think when we hear the word body fat, we automatically assume fat with bad. We think when people have a high level of fat that they're unathletic and they're slow. When people have a really low level of fat like DK Metcalf, we automatically assume that they're really fit and really athletic. But in fact, most players have to have at least from uh, ideally 15 to 10%, 15 to 20% body fat is ideal. 10 to 15 is, you know, getting close to where you need to start to rise that a little bit more because it's unhealthy to play at a low amount of body fat, and DK Metcalf is going to have to get that up as soon as he gets drafted. I'm not going to argue because I don't have any factual evidence. I don't think you do. Because I did my research, and you don't know what to say because I did my research. Dr. Phil doesn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, all right. Dr. Phil, doctor. I I think I owned you right there, but all right. All right, next question I got. You think Kyler Murray is going to go to the – Cardinals? Yes, I think easily. Um, I think that's apparently out of the combine. It's uh, pretty much locked in. Kyle Murray's going to be a Cardinal. I really feel bad, even though I called it right on the button, that Josh Harden's going to be a bust. How is he a bust? I feel bad for him. Um, I feel bad. That is just a weird thing that Wilkes and Rosen are going to be gone. Um, You know, they really gave up on, you know, their one year of, you know, nothing. Uh, but now it's going to be the Kyler and Cliff show uh, in Arizona, um, and I think that will happen. All right. Well, we're going to move now to basketball. Um, we're going to talk a little standings. We're going to talk a little Lakers. We didn't talk any basketball in the last show, uh, but before that, where what are we talking, Drew? We're talking Bucks. We're talking D's home cuts. That's what we're uh, talking. D's home cuts is the best place around the Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. Uh, for only ten seven dollars, these home cuts will provide you with a professional haircut at a low price. Let me tell you guys, before we met Dom and before Dom started doing this haircut thing, we were paying what was it forty dollars for a haircut from a salon? No. Yeah. It's combined. No, the salon we went to that one. Uh, it wasn't paying forty. You never wanted. It was thirty-five dollars, forty dollars. Oh, wow. So most haircuts are going to run you. Most professional haircuts are going to run you thirty-five to forty dollars. Uh, so go to Dom's Home Cuts, $7. All of that money goes directly to him, so you don't have to worry about corporate taking some of that money out of the hairstylist pocketbook. Go ahead and check Dom out on Instagram at these Home Cuts. Uh, you can see all of his videos from his haircuts uh, that he's done. You can get kind of an idea of what type of cuts he does. But even if you don't know what you want your hair to look like, 
Go in there and Dom will hook you up. He'll give you the best haircut possible so you can be looking your best. And you still have a lot of money left over to do whatever you want. So go check him out. D's Home Cuts uh, on Instagram. Send him a DM to set up an appointment. Uh, D's Home Cuts. Professional haircuts at a low price. So it's Thursday. Well, it's Wednesday, but we're going to do some standings updates. Again, it's it's Wednesday where we are recording this. So these are going to be different by the time uh, you hear this on Thursday, what? Possibly. Well, it is because there's we're gonna you'll, you'll see what we do here. You're kind of new to this segment, uh, but we'll start with the West. Um, <laughs> we'll start with the Warriors. Start with the they West. The Don't start one. with the East. Warriors still got the number one seed that hasn't changed. Denver's at two. Isaiah Thomas still providing a spark off the bench. Houston's at three. Oklahoma City at four. Portland Trailblazers at 5, Utah at 6, Clippers at 7, and Spurs at 8 with the Kings behind them about three games right now behind the Spurs for that 8th seed. Um, so not not too close there. Not many teams fighting for a spot inside the, the Western playoffs. Any thoughts? Uh, the Kings are a team I'm rooting for. Um, obviously, if they get in as the 8th seed, they're not gonna. They won't beat the Warriors. Probably won't even get a game against the Warriors. Although that'd be a prediction for you. Do they? Be, the Kings are gonna beat the Warriors in the first round. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, they're a team I'm rooting for because they're a team my entire life so far that they've just been bad. They're the uh, Padres of. Yes, exactly. Basketball. And uh, I wouldn't. I would not mind to see you know a playoff series in Sacramento. Uh, you know, it's a fan base that has been starving for at least somewhat of hope. Um, I like De'Aaron Fox, uh, so I'm I'm pulling for the Kings there, even though I like Spurs. I like Buddy Heald. Uh, yeah, I like Buddy Heald, too. I like the Kings overall, um, but so that's the team I'm pulling for. But obviously out of the West, it's, you know, the Warriors haven't been playing that great of late, but, it you know, it's the Warriors, and they're going to pick it up around playoff time, and everyone's going to have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, Houston's won six straight. They're fighting to get that number two seed right now. They're about four games back from Denver, but, they, again, we get the playoffs really heat up around this time. Let's move on to the East now. Uh, Bucks have the number one seed <laughs> right now. Toronto's got number two. Both teams have lost two straight, uh, so that might change within the next coming weeks. Uh, Indiana's still holding strong with that third seed, which is surprising since they lost Victor Oladipo, but they just keep winning. They just keep playing well. Um, so they have the third seed. Fourth seed, 76ers. Fifth seed, Celtics, which is a dumpster fire right now. Uh, sixth seed, Detroit. Brooklyn, the seventh. And then the Hornets at eight. Um, and I don't think. And then nine's Miami, who they're tied with the Hornets for the eighth seed. And then the Magic are right there as well. They're about a game back from the eighth seed. So a lot tighter than the West. But, again, I think when the race is tight, it makes it more fun when teams are fighting to get into the playoffs, not just for seeding. But it's going to be interesting because nobody really knows who's going to come out of the East this year. Uh, I know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know. How many playoff series has Giannis won? I know. Um, Wait, wait, wait. This is a completely different year. Why didn't you answer my question? It's a completely different year. How many? Why don't you answer my question? Completely different year. We're going to be the one seed, not the five or six seed. Okay. Um, So... I don't know. It, it, East's interesting. I'm not just going to sit here and go off about the Bucks. Yeah. I, I, I actually want um, – oh, I will in a second. But I want to talk about, like, the Magic. I, I'm rooting for the Magic for the eighth seed. Um, that's another team 
I think you can attest to it too. Even though they went to the finals and had the weird years with Dwight Howard, their Turkaloo. team for most of our life. You remember have, Turkaloo? Yeah, I remember Turkaloo. Have been bad. Uh, so I'm pulling for them. I like Aaron Gordon. Pulling for the fan base just to get in the playoffs. Uh, but likely they won't win, you know, win a series if they were the eight seed. But um, you know, pulling for the Magic there. And then I want to comment on Boston. Boston was the favorite. Um, you know, this year going into the season uh, to win the East, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, everyone talked about them as like the next, you know, next Cavs out of the East. Uh, but, you know, they just are not fitting well uh, together. I think Kyrie, someone said today, uh, an analyst said that he's the most miserable person that they've ever been around. Um, you know, and he is just every day he's been calling out the media, calling out everyone. No one knows if he's going to stay or not. Um, or he's going to New York with Don't Kevin Don't you Durant. think this is kind of like the Celtics thing? Like, again, with Isaiah Thomas two years ago, nobody expected them to do anything. Then once Kyrie Irving and Hayward were out last year, nobody expected them to do anything. And they made runs in the playoffs. This team seems like a team every year where they just, once they get in, as long as they get in, and, you know, nothing really matters anymore up to that point as long as you get in. And then next thing you know, the Celtics could go off at any moment and completely flip that switch, and all this talent could work together. Playoffs, everybody gets focused in, and they could make a run at it. But, yeah, the Celtics are the team that would do that. I agree. Um, you know, and Brad Stevens is such a good coach. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Uh, and he could easily get his guys together, and they could go on a playoff run. They could go to the finals. They could do whatever the hell. But right now, they just seem so, like, everyone hates everybody. Uh, I mean, Kyrie just looks like he hates the world. Um, you know, one, the one guy called the whole team out, I forget his name, but, you know, I just think they're so separated at this point that how are they going to come together for the playoffs and play together as a team? I don't know, but you know, like they are a team that would be a five seed that picks it up and goes off and, you know, goes to the finals or whatever. Um, but then it goes to the Bucks. I mean, the number one seed, they're 48 and 16. They just lost two in a row for the first time all season. Um, Suns. You know, they blew they blew a lead in the fourth quarter uh, against the Suns, which is, you know, it's going to happen. Losses are going to happen. Nothing to be concerned about. Uh, but, I mean, you can't just say enough about the MVP Giannis. I mean, he is literally just playing out of his mind. Um, you know, I love him to death. He's going to be a buck for forever. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do in the playoffs. I'm really putting all my hope on the Bucks. Um, you know, because, I, I, you know, you don't want to see him choke or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, I've just been very happy with them lately. Obviously, locking up their point guard for the future in Eric Bledsoe, uh, four years, $70 million. Um, just a, It's just a key contract. I was worried about him uh, leaving and stuff like that, but, you know, he'll be there for a while. Uh, but the addition that I am so excited about is Pau Gasol. I know you are just going like to laugh, laugh about it. Years but old. the thing the Bucks needed, and, I, you know, I, this is the one thing they needed, was a veteran presence who has been there and done that. And Pau Gasol is the, you know, he is the veteran who has been to championships. He's won championships. He's been to deep playoff runs. And he is going to help them so much in the playoffs. He's literally another coach on the floor. I mean, they had that and, last year and it didn't you work. Know, it, yeah, but we didn't have enough talent last year. Yeah, Jason, uh, what, what do you mean? You we didn't have Mike Budenholzer last year. You had uh, so the same roster. Mike Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer, who hasn't won a playoff series. Mike Budenholzer is the difference in the entire thing. But okay. Pau Gasol, you know, I just love that addition. Um, he's going to be, you know, just good off the bench, coach on the floor. How that um, last year didn't work? How did that work great, out for you? Great, great addition for the Bucs. Obviously, Nicole and Miritich, obviously that was part, you know, they they were really good friends when Gasol played in Chicago and Miritich played in Chicago. Uh, so, obviously that helps 
you know, some just some more um, stretch stretch the floor bigs who can hit threes all over, uh, which is you know, Budenholzer special. Uh, but I can't say enough about the Bucks. I'm so happy. I'm so proud to be a Bucks fan now because it is finally time where they're gonna make a run at this thing, and you know, it's gonna be an interesting race in the East. And I think the Bucks are gonna take it. I think I'm gonna be a Nets guy. I think I'm gonna take the Nets. I'm coming out of the East there. I think that's going to You be think you're going to pick the seventh seed to win the East? I'm going to be a Nets guy. I think I'm going to be a Nets fan. You're going to pick Nets versus Warriors when we pick the finals? I bet your Nets go farther than the Bucks. I will bet you every single amount of money that I have for my birthday. You want to make a bet? Yeah, yeah, easily. I'll bet 80 bucks. You ever heard of Soggy Sorrows? No. This is a podcast I listen to, right? Okay. That's part of my take. Great. When the team loses or when they lose a bet, the other person dumps water on their head, and they okay. got then they podcast after it. Okay, you want to do that? Sure. All right. So if the Bucks go farther, I'll do it. If the Nets go farther, I'll do, All you right. do it. All right, easily. All right. So here we got a bet. I'm gonna be a Nets guy. I like D'Angelo Russell's my guy. Um, I don't think either of our teams are in, in uh, college basketball are doing much right now. So what? Yeah, Wisconsin sucks. Ohio State sucks. <laughs> all right, well, when we do our bracket, you'll see how far I pick Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, all right, okay. Uh, but that's it for that. Let's, you want, do you want to talk a little LeBron right now? I'd love to talk a little LeBron. Yeah, so LeBron. I mean, what's there to talk about? Well, let's break this down a little bit, all right? So kind of what we did with Antonio Brown last show. We'll break down LeBron. So LeBron, he goes to the Lakers. First couple of months, they go okay, not great. They're in the playoff run here and there. Then LeBron goes out with a groin injury. And then the Anthony Davis saga happens. LeBron tries to trade every single player on his team uh, for Anthony Davis. And thankfully, this is honestly the first time in a long time LeBron hasn't gotten his way. And the trade doesn't go through. And now LeBron has to play the rest of the season with guys on his team that know he wanted to trade them. So now... He hasn't been playing well, and he's been on his show messing around. He was drinking wine with two chains. He's uh, an alcoholic. Yeah, he's an alcoholic. We know that. But he was drinking wine with two chains uh, at like eleven o'clock at night, and then the next game he missed because of soreness. Uh, he just he showed clearly has given up. He hasn't played defense in the past, but this past couple of weeks have been really really bad. Um, he just. Totally gives up. And you can't they, tell me Michael Jordan ever did this in his career. It's just like laziness, just pure laziness. First time in a long time. And now they're, what are they, the 10th seed right now? They're really far behind. Uh, and they just, it's just been a mess this whole season. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't understand what he's doing. And it's fo- his focus is gone. He's yeah. not what he's been in the past. And, you know, I just want to see if they actually do get a bunch of free agents and whatnot in the summer and stuff like that. But... I mean, I mean, what a stupid move to, like, go from the Cavs to the Lakers and just, like, lose your first year. I mean, like, he's going to not make the playoffs. Like, how embarrassing is that he's going to not make I – mean, I understand LeBron's, like, greatest player, like, in a while. But, like, seriously, you got to – you got to be better than you are right now. And you, I mean, he's not even playing like he – in Cleveland, like, his energy level was so high and, like, he was always putting all the effort in, not never on defense, but just in general, always being a leader and stuff like that. He just doesn't seem like he's doing that with Lakers, and I think he's completely lost the team. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, he's a mess right now. Um, but, you know, people are still going to defend him every single day. But I think people are starting to come around a little bit, don't you think, about LeBron? What do you mean? Like, like people are starting to realize? They understand uh, – 
you know, how big of a piece of shit he is on I mean, the basketball court. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, he's a great player, but he is just, he's just not being a leader in Los Angeles. I just do not like what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, that's all I really wanted to say about him. Uh, that's pretty much everything we have. But again, this is, we didn't talk about this before, um, March 8th is the anniversary of this podcast, one year anniversary. Uh, I guess, you know, we could talk a little bit about, you know, how we started this and like what we've learned in the first year, I guess you could say. Um, We started this, you know, like I said, in our basement. We've done about 98 episodes. We're almost at 100 episodes. All of it has been recorded and produced in our basement. Um, We've done a bunch of athlete interviews. We're still working on getting more every single day. We've had a ton of guests on and we just I just want to say, you know, thank you to everybody who's been on. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting over the past year. Even if you've listened for just a second, um, even if you've, you know, interacted with us in any sort of way, we still, you know, we thank you for listening and interacting with us. And to everybody who's been on as a guest, we've had I mean, I don't think we've had really a bad guest. I mean, everybody's been great. No, um, yeah, everyone's been awesome. Everybody's been great that's come on. We still love getting new people in here. Um, and then, again, we, I don't think we've had a bad interview with an athlete yet. We've had all cool guys who've been on. You know, everybody's supporting the podcast. But a year ago, I mean, I don't think we'd ever thought we'd be here a year ago. Um, I don't think we'd ever thought we'd be interviewing pro athletes and growing this to where we are right now. Um, but, yeah, it's been a fun year doing this thing. Yeah, it has, definitely. Um, definitely the pro athlete thing is probably the biggest for me. Um, I never thought I'd be able to call a pro athlete up and you know talk to them. They've all been amazing people, too. All been great, supportive, take time out of their busy, uh, you know, busy, busy pro athlete schedules and just talk to us for 10, 15 minutes with some kids. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, and then the rest of the guests, you know, but most of them have been, you know, close friends of ours and, you know, they've all been great. Um, you know, and I, you know, we can't thank them enough and I just can't wait, look forward to bringing more and more and keep bringing them on. Uh, you know, next year it'll be easier. We'll be in our apartment with Johnny. So you'll hear a lot more of Johnny, uh, like we said on Tuesday and, um, you know, which is a good thing cause he's, you know, he's got good sports takes as well sometimes. Uh, so it'll be much easier next year when we can, you know, do this, you know, consistently and I can be on consistently, but yeah, it's been a fun year. Yeah. I think it's been a lot more, a lot difficult than we thought, uh, when we started, you know, there's been some times where, you know, you just don't feel like podcasting, but you fight through. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. We've done a lot of cool things over the year, you know, stuff, you know, behind the scenes, we've talked to a lot of cool people, uh, who have given us tips and stuff like that, but definitely, you know, once you get through that first year, I think you start to get it a lot better because now we got kind of a feel for how, like, the sports scene goes, the f- sports schedule, you know, different, you know, leagues and sports, you know, uh, during the time of the years or whatever. But I think we got it down a little bit. Uh, we're going to continue to grow, continue to get better, uh, and just, you know, keep listening, and you'll just see how far we can keep growing this thing. Yep, definitely. But that's it for our show today. We want to thank you to our sponsor, D's Home Cuts. We ask that you go on to our Twitter, at uh, Talk 12 That's where you can send us a DM. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, if you want to be a guest on the show, questions you want answered on the show, whatever. Uh, Instagram, where are we at? Oh, we're getting there. 
we're Don't still worry. in the process right now we're getting, getting the there. instagram back up there but check us out on, on spotify youtube uh itunes podcast leave us five stars rate review us and subscribe and download um find us on 12 ounce tomorrow from uh 7 to 8 a.m and as always you can find us on grand old sports but we will have a show for you on tuesday don't know i don't think truman will be here on tuesday um so be back to me but we will break down everything going on over the weekend uh maybe antonio brown probably antonio brown is what we're we'll guessing pro- you'll probably be talking uh, about him. but we'll see what happens with that how that acts out but other than that have a great day and tune in on tuesday yep Thanks, go guys. pack go